This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, is Granville Island showing its age now that it's 40? That's the question for many of the businesses that are based on Granville Island. There's been a lot of discussion about this recently. A report that was recently done in the TAI, which is the TAI.ca, talked about how some of the operators there are concerned. They're worried the area is becoming gentrified. Uh, They want more control over the decisions that they feel are taken away from them. They think the artists and the businesses um, have a better understanding of what is needed to help Granville Island thrive. Uh, Pernilla Arnstead is a jewelry maker who works out of one of the retail and studio spaces on Gravel Island. And she told our Linda Steele yesterday that Gravel Island used to take a bet on the success of artists, but that is no longer the case. I know that uh, me and my studio partners, when we applied for this space about 19 years ago, we showed up uh, to a jury of our peers. Other artists uh, from the island were part of the jury. They looked at our presentation, you know, they talked to us, they asked, so what kind of colors would you have on the walls? You know, it was, you know, really, we got the space because they thought we would do great things. Mm -hmm. Today, you have to show up with a business plan, you have to show your income statement. It has turned into, I don't think we would be approved. We would, I think today, not get the space we are in. And I think that's very sad, because Granville Island was always this amazing incubator where people who might not make a million dollars a year could develop their art and excite people who would come and experience that kind of art. Now, that's Pranilla Arnstead, a jewelry maker who works on Gravel Island. And she says, you know, the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, which runs Gravel Island, has good intentions, but she doesn't necessarily think they're the right people to be running an arts and cultural space. We are a little bit of a uh, a nat- national cultural park for arts and culture. And um, I think it has to be managed by people who have experience and um, uh, expertise in how you manage arts and culture. Don't think CMHC is the right fit. It's a corporation whose main business is insuring mortgages, making sure that people don't get mortgages that are too big for them to pay. And they're doing a pretty good job with that. But running an island that is mainly devoted to arts and culture, that's a totally different creature. I mean, I, I would probably do a terrible job at insuring mortgages. <laughs> and, uh, and it's not like CMHC are trying to destroy the island. Not at all. They want to do a good job. But they lack the expertise. They really do. Okay, that's Pernilla Arnstead, who's a jewelry maker that uh, runs a space on Granville Island. So we wanted to talk more about this. Let's hear from all sides of the story. Sebastian Limpa joins us now, the Manager of Planning and Development at CMHC's Granville Island office. Thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Thanks, Yuri. How do you respond to what you heard there from Pernilla Arnstead? Um, well, uh, Pernilla is a, you know, a wonderful artist and um, is... Um, one of a huge community on the island of artists, artists, and it's a huge, it's so important part of the community and a part of why people come to Granville Island. It's, uh, Granville Island has uh, a, a variety of um, tenants and, and users, including you know, the, the public market. We've got concrete factory. We've got a hotel, a community center. It's such an eclectic ecosystem, and it's um, so... We um, we uh, have a, 
uh, a mandate to provide this mix of uses um, for um, for the city. Um, and we also have a new vision, a 2040 vision, where we're looking to um, uh, make sure that we build on uh, the success of the past. Has, so does the 2040 vision change how you determine who is allowed to have studio space on Gravel Island? Not at all. No, it's... Um, is it a different process, or is it still the same process? No, it's... Um, so the the process for when we have a, a space that comes available, uh, we we have applications, and we have... Um, and so the and we have um, a, a leasing committee that um, uh, looks at the, the the quality of the work. Um, for some of the tenants uh, that come onto the island, we have uh, third party adjudication um, to make sure that there's that uh, quality that that people expect. So the the, the process for uh, getting space on the island is it's transparent, it's fair. It's um it's open to to anyone that wants to have a space on the island. Has it just become more competitive? I mean, Pernilla mentioned there that she it was 19 years ago when she you know auditioned to get her space. How much has how much have things changed during that time? Um, in 20 years' time, I don't uh, I can't speak to exactly how things were done 20 years ago, but um, but today it's um, we have a fully open process. Uh, for anyone that wants to um, be part of, um, that's interested in a space that's available, it, it, I should say that it's uh, we don't often have. That's space what I was going to ask. How, what is the demand like yeah. for that space? Yeah, the the demand is can be very high. Um, the average um, te- the, the average length of um, tenancy on the island is more than twenty years. So there's not a lot of turnover. So. Um, if you, but if you go back 20, 30 years, there were new spa- spaces. Like, for example, the space that uh, Pernilla's in, that was created about 20 years ago. We, we built the R- Rail Spur Alley studios with our own savings out of, you know, we, Granville Island does not receive uh, government funding. Uh, we haven't since the 70s, and we, we built those studios out of our own savings. And uh, that was um, a rare opportunity where we had those um, studios available. Um, and those, uh, un- and unfortunately, uh, those opportunities don't come along that often. How much influence is there from Ottawa on the direction and the plans for Granville Island? Granville Island is locally managed, so the the CMHC office at Granville Island is um, we're staffed locally, of course, with various uh, with uh, experts uh, in diff- different areas, and uh, the influence of Ottawa is. Is pretty light. Uh, they they weigh in on on larger ticket items, like for example, uh, the the launch of our 2040 plan uh, is is a big one. The the um, creation of a new Granville Island Council is something that is being appointed by the minister that's responsible well, for CMHC. What is that? What is a Granville Island Council? So the so um, one of the key recommendations out of the 2040 report was to create a new level of governance over, uh, for Granville Island, something that would bring local decision-making to, um, to help guide the decision-making and um, direction-setting for the island. And um, this is being implemented, and we're awaiting for the minister to make an announcement on the membership of a Granville Island Council, which will oversee the work of our office and help... Uh, um, uh, help with uh, 
setting the strategic planning for the island. What will that replace then? Is there is that like a new level of kind of management? It's a, it's a new level. And so then Ottawa can ask them questions about what's going on? That's right. So the, the, the idea with the council is that it would be that level between the staff level on island and, the, and Ottawa. So it, it would be a new piece. Okay. You've talked a lot about the 2040 plan. You mentioned that a couple times there. What exactly does that involve? What kind of changes are we talking about to Granville Island? So the 2040 plan was a year-long process. We spoke with thousands of local residents. And what the community told us was, we love Granville Island. We'd just like to see more of it. We want to see you do uh, what you do now, do more of it, and in some cases, improve on what you've got. So the, the, the big four strategies uh, in the report are to, one, make it easier for people to get to the island. Um, number two, build on the success of the public market. It's the, it's the most... Um, uh, it's the, the top destination on the island. So expand the market if you can or, and create a market district. Three is to uh, embrace arts and culture and take advantage of some of the opportunities like the, the former Emily Carr building and create more um, opportunities for uh, newer artists and pop-ups, uh, pop-up space. Um, and four is to um, sustain and r- restore the public realm. So right. it's so important that people are comfortable walking around and, 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 and uh, enjoying time with uh, their friends and family. That experience that's, is key. That's been a huge issue, hasn't it? Because something that we've seen, I think, in recent years on Gravel Island is it is jam-packed. It is so full. And do you think, does that sometimes take away from people's enjoyment of the space? It would depend on the person, I guess. Um, Some people love crowds and some people don't. I'm sorry, Uh, who are these fictional people that you say who love crowds? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to imagine, but uh, it it seems that people do like being around other people. It's um, uh, the, the, the numbers of people that we see uh, especially in the summer, are um, it's a mix of locals and out-of-towners. Right. Uh, at the peak of the summer, you, you might see half and half out-of-towners and, and locals. But even the, uh, the out-of-towners are often there with their friends uh, that live in town. So it's true. It's a bit I always of a, take relatives there. Yeah, it's it's so it's a bit of a, a gray area. The 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 notion of a kind of a, a uh, quote unquote tourist. It's I, we find it's hard to really nail down, given that you've got people that um, that there are on a, in a mixed group of. Right. There might be one local, and then you've got three or four out of towners. Very quickly, I also have to ask you: Whatever happened to that idea of building an elevator or a staircase off of the Granville Street Bridge so that people downtown would have easier access to Granville Island? So that study is, um, we, we, we've just finished a jointly funded study with the city of Vancouver looking at the feasibility of having an elevator that would go from the, the bridge to Granville Island. Uh, the consultants that did the work, uh, they, they thought that it's technically feasible. Um, we know that the potential to increase transit uh, visits to Granville Island with an elevator would be huge. Uh, but it's um, it's still at a conceptual stage. Obviously, there's yeah. lots of questions on the on how it would work at the the deck level with the city's plans for a greenway, and then of course the de- the development of it would be tricky. Sounds like the local council will be uh, busy on that. Uh, Sebastian, thank you very much for your time. 
My pleasure. Thank you. That's Sebastian Lippa, Manager of Planning and Development at CMHC's Granville Island office.